So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you, oh, but oh dear. You may not share our intellect, which might expect your disrespect for all the natural wonders that grow around you. Whoa, so long and thanks for all the fish. So long and thanks for all the fish. Da -da 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 -da. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to season one, episode 42. That's 42, the meaning of life of the hate napkin. And I'm your co-host, Eric Bjorn, coming to you from the armpit of the devil's asshole in Columbia, South Carolina. You can find us over at the uh, Instagram, at the Book of Face, and Twitter. Uh, info at thehatenapkin.com is also a cool way to send us the things that you hate. 42, the meaning of life. We've somehow made it to episode 42. With the three of us still talking, and co-host Garrett, who's not talking to us anymore. Uh, Carla there and Bert Thorne reach deep into the angles of hate and pull out some mail. What do you got? I have some mail. Hang on, let me get some eyeballs here. <laughs> Dear THN, looked in your merch store. You seem to be out of creamy butter. Disappointing. I do have something for the hate napkin, though. Customer service lines that are all manned by a guy named Kevin, who has a strangely strong Indian accent. Doesn't matter what customer service line you call, Kevin's there, or Jared, or Bill, or Colin. And they all have a strong Indian accent, and you can't understand a goddamn thing they say. Bought a new plug-and-play printer this week, since mine died. Kevin had to take control of my computer because he didn't think I was doing what he told me to do. And after three hours, the printer is still not working. So I box it up and send it back and make another call to Kevin. It must be Kevin's day off because Julia answers the phone. She must be Kevin's wife. She too has a strong Indian accent. It only takes two hours for her to discover that her good-for-nothing husband skipped a crucial step in setting up my printer after two more hours on the phone. I hate plug-and-play technology that has to go all the way to India to work. I hate that now I'm forced to speak with people who co-opt Anglo names because they think I'm too stupid to know they're not in a call center in LA. I hate that I have to lug the second printer back to UPS drop-off point to get my money back. I hate that five hours of my time isn't valued. Sincerely, Janice Page, Peculiar, Missouri. <laughs> that's close to, a, I think, a Hall of Fame. At hate email. That's pretty, that's pretty amazing. Pretty I, I, have a, I have a lot of thoughts about this. The first of which is there's probably some parallel hate nephew program in Mumbai. And, and it's probably like, you know, Kama Sutra from Calcutta <laughs> emailing in to go, every time I have a problem with printer, I call and I get Patel from Kansas City. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. <laughs> no, listen, as a, uh, Uber is probably the worst, and I'm going to get to them later in this episode, Uber is probably the worst company on earth. 100% of their customer support for drivers is is booked out of Sri Lanka or Bangladesh or India. And often when I call, I have to call the customer service line for help. I mean, number one, it would be helpful if the person I'm talking to has actually driven a vehicle. 
Number two, it would be helpful if they understood something about American culture, because I usually have to explain a driving situation, which is particular to, to where we live. And I'm trying to explain to somebody, you know, you know, uh, you know, Mandinkova from Sri Lanka. Hello, uh, listen, there's a big college football game and there's a police barricade set up and I can't get through until the end of the fourth quarter. They, they don't have, and that's why this writer complained. They don't understand what I'm talking about. I mean, they're really, it's, uh, we all get it. I mean, it, this isn't a slur. It's a fact. Most of these giant faceless tech companies, you know, bill out all of their customer service to somewhere in Southeast Asia or India or somewhere between that. And it doesn't help at all. I mean, of course, it helps their bottom line. It doesn't help us. So, uh, you know, to our wonderful emailer out there in Peculiar, 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 Missouri. Missouri it's a Pecul real place. It, I'm sure it is. It is. <laughs> I thought that was the whole state. Yeah. I have to tell you, there's nothing <laughs> peculiar about Peculiar. It no, but there's like something peculiar about Missouri. Town. I'm pretty sure there's something peculiar about Missouri. Um, anyway, yes, excellent, excellent points made there. Let's just, can we just fucking hate once and for all customer service lines not, not based in our own culture? There's nothing wrong with that. If I'm calling you about something, it would be helpful if you understand something about where I live. It, it would be helpful if I do, if I could understand the goddamn thing you and yes, please don't try to deceive us with your names. We, if you can hardly speak our tongue, your name probably isn't Billy Bob. Or Kevin. <laughs> Although I don't know, there are probably places in and around Burnt Corn, Alabama, where I don't speak their tongue either. <laughs> you mean like everywhere? We could just call it Peculiar Deep South. <laughs> All right, I like that. Well... Carla, um, since you're on a roll already, do you want to lead off the bat? What goes on your hate napkin this week? Naked people in my front yard. <laughs> okay. Not what I, I did not have that in mind heading into today's show. Let's see, that was naked people in your front yard? This is correct. Now, the background photo. I wish that... you told me. I would have, I mean, I you didn't have to make it a public thing here. You could have just told me. <laughs> you didn't like it. I thought that was between you two. I thought that was between you two, but all right, we're airing now, out our differences. Once you see the picture, you'll know it's not Polly. All right, for those of you, okay, that, that means this is a great place to let people know episode 42 of season one is also available on YouTube. Go over to YouTube, search for the hate napkin, look up episode 42 so you can see the following perverse photograph. Yes, the reason that my background photo is like this is because yesterday, Pleat comes running in, says, there's a naked man on our front, in our front yard. <laughs> okay, well, this does not sound normal. So I get up, walk out, and I mean, there is a crowd. There is, for once, this is the first time I've ever seen traffic in Burt Corn because it's like the entire town has congregated in front of my home. It must be a Trump rally. Nope, 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 uh, no. Uh, everybody was 
had their cell phones out taking pictures and video. Uh, I managed to get out there before police, fire, and ambulance showed up. And when I opened my front door, this is what I saw. <laughs> oh, folks, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> you have to go to YouTube and look up season one, episode 42 of the Hate Napkin, because without YouTube, without the visual here, folks, I mean, Carla is good of a storyteller as she is. I, I think what we're looking at seems to be the body of Genghis Khan recently waxed with his from trow. Head to toe waxed. Wax, yeah, waxed from head to toe with his trow down around his ankles. And he, he may or may not be trying to open up the suburban with his genitalia. He is flashing his junk to every passing car. What happened was... <laughs> What had happened was, oh, I should just leave that. Yeah, up. yeah. Don't don't cover up the photo. I, I don't want to cover up the the main character here. <laughs> he apparently rear-ended a car that ended up in the middle of the boulevard on the parkway. He gets out. No, before he does that, he starts doing donuts until he loses control and gets his car hung up on the curb. Whereupon he gets out of his car and decides that the world needs this. So <laughs> I who doesn't agree with that. So he is out there for probably a good oh, 10 minutes before anybody comes. Well <laughs> before anybody arrives. This does need very specific language. Oh my God. Uh, um, then the uh, paramedics uh, hold him up as they raise his trousers to a more socially acceptable level. <laughs> um, they attempt to walk him to the fire truck to sit him on the step, whereupon he decides he no longer has the capacity to stand up. So they drag him. He's got a tripod. Did you get a I look don't at the, know. Did you get a look One at the fire hose? Short. Yeah, yeah, we have to pause here. I think Polly from Bali has a valid question. What is did it? You, did you get a look at the fire hose? No, thank God he did not turn around. From the moment that I stepped out the door, he never turned around. Well, and I can see thank there's snow in the background, so I'm guessing he, whatever junk there was 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 uh, miniaturized by the uh, freezing cold, rare freezing cold uh, tundra that rarely is seen in burnt corn. It really is never this cold here. I mean, we, as you can see, we actually had a little bit of snow. And uh, it was not warm enough to melt anything yesterday, except for the thing he's most proud of. <laughs> and, speaking, of speaking of snow, that may have in a, an injection of snow into his nostrils perhaps, perhaps contributed to said event. 
No, what was so funny that there's a kid that lives down the block and I waved him over. I said, what happened? And he said, uh, he goes, I think it was huffing and bombing fluid. My old man used to do that and he acted just like that. <laughs> so we have an, an embalming fluid epidemic there in Burnt Corn. This is, I opening, guess. this is opening everybody's eyes to the to the real dangers. I'd never heard of such a thing, so as you can imagine, it, I was rather surprised. But uh, is he waxing his whole body? I mean, I don't know, but his it, ass looks black and blue. It looks like some sort of S and M version of Mussolini the day before they hung him up. I, I you ever see know. the you ever see the movie Powder? It kind of reminds me of yeah. Powder. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not it, wrong. It's like it's like it's Powder the sequel. It's like Powder fifteen years after. <laughs> He's driving around his suburban. He's so frustrated that nobody will accept. He's out. He's out of the coal. The coal closet. <laughs> well, anyway, they took Powder to the emergency room, where I'm sure they tested him for uh, substance powder. Yeah, powder. Yeah. <laughs> or bombing fluid. I don't know. He, whatever. He was pretty impaired. But as I step out the front door and people are going by, there's a woman who yells out her window, "Don't look!" And I'm like. <laughs> This is like a 20-car pileup, and you want me not to look? <laughs> Don't look. Don't <laughs> look. I started laughing so hard. I, I just, and I mean, this was right in front of my house. So about an hour later, I go down to Cleet's room, and I was like, next time you tell me there's a naked guy on the front lawn, I, I, I won't question it. He looks at me and he goes, why would I lie about a thing like that? Well, you know what really saddens me about this is that once he's booked and processed, we'll be down one listener. <laughs> I'm dying. We just, went from six, we just went from 17 listeners to 16. <laughs> no, don't bet on that. I, I would bet you that he is so proud of this moment. His whole family will be listeners after that. This was my life yesterday, so. I'm not sure we can put that on the hate now, Kim. That needs to go in some sort of special appreciation after. I mean, I how often know. how often do you get a naked man in a suburban in your front yard? Along with 40 people, I don't know. I just keep thinking, I, Mr. Clean, I mean, Mr. Clean. <laughs> I think I think the, the the other broader irony is that you are the editor in chief of the local news rag. This had to be above. This had to be quote unquote above the fold. Front page. <laughs> I might have to do that little pixelated thing over his butt crack, but I don't know. It's I'm, so I'm black and blue. It's so black and blue. I think it's sort of self pixelating. Sort of. It it was just weird. You're gonna have I to mean, do the double truck. It's the it's uh, page sixteen. You you do the centerfold. Ooh, that would make him Mister March, wouldn't it? <laughs> Indeed. Again, folks, episode forty-two, the meaning of life, season one, our special meaning of life episode is going to be most appreciated over on the tube of you, over on YouTube. Maybe Head on over. 
I'm trying, I'm thinking maybe there's an explanation here. Like maybe the fire department, Holly, maybe the fire department no was doing the burnt corn calendar. And that's why the fire department was there. And he is Mr. March. No, there's no explanation for this. What, what I, I most appreciate though is that <laughs> I just grabbed a screenshot of Carla with the man in the background that I'm going to be plastering all over social media. I, I'm good with it. I'm good. Yeah, but you should see your face and, and juxtaposition of your head. <laughs> uh, just remember, I know where you live. <laughs> as long as, as long as Mr. Clean doesn't, we're fine. Well, I'm, gonna, I'm going to change my background now. Oh, yeah, I've, had, so I've had enough. Okay, all right. Naked people in your front lawn is a, a bit of an obscure esoteric thing for the hate napkin, but well accepted. I don't even know if we have time for anything else. Polly, you got anything bothering you across the water there? Um, yeah. Just rating systems. Rating systems. So I'm a, I'm a teacher, and they now have rating systems i can get up to five stars and a parent gave me three stars on a class mm. all of them or just one just you one drive a one suburban of the, of you didn't a drive a suburban into their front yard did you? <laughs> no but i'm like i'm at a three star hotel it's got a pool it's kind of nice so i'm kind of thinking like maybe it's a maybe it's a good maybe she thinks that's a good rating right above average um, yeah, but uh, I'm just tired of everything. Not everything needs to be rated. We don't need to have a star system for educators. Um, you just find a teacher that's the right fit for your kid. You don't have to, like, rate everything. Well, and who decided that five stars, by the way, what's with the fucking number five? Who decided out there that five stars was the way you would rate anything? It's so Michelin. arbitrary. Michelin. Michelin, yeah. So we let's officially put... Michelin uh, restaurant guide and, and fuck it, Michelin tires for what it's worth. <laughs> I give Michelin tires a one star out of five, by the way. That's it. You're right. R rating systems typically tend to suck ass. I mean, this show is definitely, this is a, definitely a three star show. <laughs> but there are moments that we rise to five, moments that we sink to one. But who really cares if you like it? Just, just say, how about, let me just, Maybe thumbs up, thumbs down. Five stars is too confusing. I totally. Agree. I am so excited that we earned our third hate napkin star. <laughs> three, yeah, we registered three poos out of five. I, I just, you know, you're right. I mean, although I don't know, it was pretty helpful the other day when I was looking for a mechanic and it had one star on Google, and I was like. What is a one-star mechanic like? I was so entertained by the reviews. <laughs> I, I was, it was like, I dropped my car off. Three hours later, I came back, and everything was, every part of the engine was sitting there on the floor. <laughs> I was like, whoa! I mean, I don't know. Maybe, how about, I would mean, not what, recommend. Yeah. <laughs> maybe just more binary, yes or no. Because you're right, three stars in some people's minds could be a positive. That's more than halfway between zero and five is two and a half. So but also, three just could be positive. Just, 
say what you want. And if, and if the, right. whatever service can't provide that, you find a different service. You're not entitled to, uh, you know, it's just, it's just the sense, it's part of the sense of entitlements. Well, well as a, we're, in a, as a, wait, we're in a situation in the United States right now where parents are showing up to school board meetings because they want to pick and choose what a teacher is allowed to teach or say in a classroom, especially if it revises history. Hmm. So yeah. I have a problem with parents who have no no, no background, no education in order to decide what is best for your kids to learn, deciding what a teacher who is very well qualified and very well trained cannot say. Right. Well, and, and of course, in the wake of the recent uh, fledge, uh, Florida, fledge, the Florida legislature passing the no, no can say gay law, yeah. I, think, I think we should take a moment here as the hate napkin with our response. Our formal response is, Gay, 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 being forced out a kid who confides in them. Well, how, about just, how about just my parents are gay? You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> I've got two dads, so fuck off. Gay, gay, gay. I can't say gay. I have to say I have two, two parents of the same gender. Yeah, I mean, if you can't say gay, then you got to be like, you're expecting some five-year-olds to go, okay, well, I've got Two mommies that like to lick each other's labia. Are we clear now? <laughs> I mean, that's putting too much on a six-year-old, I think, frankly. I agree. Unicorn! Rainbow! I think they should just use make the word Ron mean gay. And that'll be the new, like, oh, are you Ron? All right. So this uh, peculiar episode. <laughs> this season the one, meaning of life episode. This is definitely the meaning of life episode where we hate, what do we, we hate naked men in our front yards. We hate rating systems. What else did we add? I didn't even get to put anything on the hate nap. 